You're listening to a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast Network production. Run It Again is an inside look at the players, the coaches, and the business of sports with former NFL star and broadcaster Ron Pitts. And two minutes later, I was back in the same Oklahoma drill that I got the concussion from. And the mastermind behind the greatest show on turf, Coach Mike Marks. And we want to force him into a vanilla defense and go to work. Run It Again is a hard-hitting, no BS podcast that connects you directly to the source. This is Run It Again. Welcome to Run It Again. Now, here's Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Marks. All right, Mike. Super Bowl 56 is in the books. Well, I got to ask you, was it a surprise? I mean, at the end of the day, was anything surprising to you at all? Yeah, there are two things that surprised me. Um, the, the main thing, I think, I was surprised how good they were up front for Cincinnati. Yeah, the defensive line—they just shut that running. Oh, game. oh the D line, yeah. yeah, and then of course yeah. the linebacker too. He yeah. was ridiculous. Uh, he did. He he might have been the player of the game. You know, had they won, they had to give it to him. But yeah, and then I was really surprised. It is a coaching thing. Uh, the Rams did what we said may, we'd hoped that they would do defensively. They went into overloads and started to blitz them. Yeah, and the thing that was interesting about it. Cincinnati adjusted, but they only have one or two. Uh, they have two or three protections. So they just adjusted protections. They yeah. never did anything with the edges. They ran the ball at the edge a few times, got big runs out of it. And then they stopped. And then they stopped. Uh, and yeah. they played with open edges, and they're not good enough to do that in the offensive line. And yeah, every every time they opened <laughs> up all the huddle and they came out, and there was no tight end on the edge to help. And they just mm. – you know, the drive that they went in and scored – you know, they ran the football, you know, and they did a good job with it. At the end, I just – they were – they started off kind of hunting and pecking, and they never got away from that. They just never really – other than that drive when they ran the ball and they hit a couple big throws. But at the end, one of the things about those sacks is – and I wish I had the coach's copy to look at it, but uh, from a structure standpoint, to me, Ron, from a coach's deal is if you're going to get pressure – even though you got guys account for them, you always give the quarterback a quick throw just in case of the receivers that you have. But all those receivers' routes were kind of at the same level. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't going to get anybody free. At that point, you just start running crossers. You know, you just yeah. got to say, okay, you're going to do that. We're going to run them across the field, shallow drags and things, and pick somebody up. They don't do that. Yeah. They don't do that. And so um, they just kind of stayed with what they do. And that's why the Rams. The, the overload and the, and the blitzes, they they just they did it because they, Cincinnati's never really changed it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they mm-hmm. adjusted by how they were blocking it within the protection, but they didn't adjust it with personnel. And that bothered me. They, I just don't like them with that offensive line playing with open edges. And at the end in that last series, um, he uh, he got off his read too quick. He felt the pressure for sure. You know, he yeah. just got off his read too quick. Yeah, and it wasn't, they did a good job of doubling uh, Arnold. They did a good job early, and then what they ended up doing is, you know, when they do that, then the edge rusher on the other side is freed up. Of course, he can't help him. So they did a good job defensively, the Rams did, and I was just disappointed in the lack of continuity or a lack of a plan, if you will, uh, with the offense. I just didn't think that was good at all. And Mixon played really well. Yeah, and they came out. 
and they, they caught a couple edges on the run game and they, and they gashed the Rams and that's what they had to do because that was the one thing that the Rams never reacted well to this season. But you know, Ron, they, couple, what they did, <clears throat> excuse me, their formations were so vanilla. Yeah. I, it, you know, they just I, line right. up in a static formation. Yeah. Everybody knows what to do. When you run the football, you start changing guys around and, and yeah. losing force. And I just, it just no, looked right. like real remedial football to me. And I hate to say that, but it, I just, I was bothered through it. I just, please, please do something. And you've had two weeks to prepare for it. And that's the best you got, really? I, yeah, I thought they were going to give the Rams a lot of formation, a lot of adjustments, a lot of motion. Uh, especially with Chase, and I know Chase will work it. inside. They didn't. They didn't do any of that. Didn't do and, any. And that, because, and because that's what Green Bay did to him with Devontae Adams. Uh, that's what uh, Tennessee did to him. That's what San Francisco does to him. And they have success. And they didn't do any of that. They and like did. you say, they got away from that run, uh, especially in the third quarter, Mike. You know, yeah. when Cincinnati had the lead, there was a, uh, and I remember they were going right to left. Can't remember exactly what time, but they had the lead, and they they went three and out on throwing they just they threw the ball they didn't try to run it and i felt yeah. like wow you just wasted a possession and yeah. that that came back to haunt them and the door the rams opened the door on them our gate left the door open with that dropped uh, extra point or field goal uh that was an extra point you know by the holder so well, going into the fourth quarter cincinnati had complete control of the game i, I just yeah you know they're yeah. headed and they were look like they're going to blow the doors wide open and but it did yeah the other thing that really bothered me is it's all this next-gen stats garbage. 50-yard line, fourth and one. It's in the first quarter. You go for it. What's wrong with you? You can't do that. I saw that. I know. You can't do I mean, I and saw I was that. Saying, well, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Yeah. You punt the ball, that. you pin them down the 20-yard line, make them go the long road, they'll screw it up, and you get the ball back. Yeah. But you put any team on the 50-yard line, that's where they got touchdown. They got a score out of that. Yeah. You know, and – I just uh, the coaching end of it for I thought for Cincinnati wasn't very good on offensively, defensively I thought they did a, just a terrific job against the Rams. Yeah, that backer, that's Logan Wilson, fifty-five. He he was uh, you, he's the best watch, player. Uh, other yeah. than Cooper Cup, he's a player of the game to me. Yeah, no, 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 that that's true. And you know he uh, he had a lot of tackles, and if you watch him, you know he he always finds a ball. I always think good linebackers just find the ball somehow, some way. And they always get through, he gets through traffic, his keen yeah. diagnosis instant and he gets through traffic r really well right away. Yeah. yeah. And you know, the really great ones do that, you know, um, yeah. and that's too bad at the end of the game, fourth quarter, their last series before the, the very last series, um, second last series where they got the drive coming and the kid drops the ball. That's a big yeah, mistake. that was big. Because if they get a first down there, uh, yeah. the Rams just they're not gonna have time. They're just not I, gonna have time. I don't know if the kid would have gotten it, but it would have been a, a, a fourth in inches for sure. But well, yeah, yeah I think I think if you gotten it, if you held on to the thing, yeah, momentum had just carried right across the line. Yeah, yeah, right, right. That was uh that that was big. Uh you know, and then the last drive, okay, so. The, the Bengals are on defense, and here come the Rams. And, man, the writing appears to be on the wall. They're just going down the field, inching down the field. Then they have a holding call on Logan Wilson, the linebacker, on Cup coming across the middle of the field. And, you know, I guess we, we could debate this all day. You know, there was a mild cloth grab, but 
to well, me. He wrapped, was, he wrapped him up, though. He was maybe, trying to keep him from getting inside. And when he tried to come right, he wrapped him up, and then he ended up reaching pull. I, to me, it was really? holding. But, really? I, but yeah. you know, we had we had 17 of those in our Super Bowl that didn't get called. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, boy, he I, absolutely yeah. held him coming off the ball on the release. I saw, well, I, 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 he wrapped yeah. him up there. But then as he got away from him, he reached out, grabbed his jersey. But, yeah. you know, the ball was poorly thrown anyway. So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So they, they they gave him that one, and then they had the debacle in the end zone when they went penalty against uh, Cincinnati, and then also offsetting penalty against the Rams, and so they redid the down. Yeah. I, it just felt like when they got down there, I, I I felt like the game is over. I know it's easy to say now, and uh, you know, Cup ran a little stutter shake and stab inside. And, and that just seemed too easy, Mike. That was like first second day of mini camp. That was just wow. You know, with him. I don't think he can. And he's, he's such a physical guy. He's a very strong guy physically. But I think with him, if you lay off him, he's so sudden. I, I just you gotta get your hands on him right away. I think. And they did that early. Did you notice notice what they did to him early? They uh, they they had a corner or or sometimes the backer. They had a guy on him, and they were pretty physical. He was he was harassing him off the line, and then they had a linebacker that would look right to cup. So in in, in essence, it, it looked like a a soft double. From someone inside, and inside release, he, he yeah zoom out to him, yeah, yeah, and so yeah. I think that was effective early, uh, but uh, you know Stafford he he got away with the two interceptions, you know one I was one a tip, but I can't remember what, but he got away with the two in the interceptions, the one to Bates, and uh, you know you made this point all year long, especially late in the year, Mike, uh, that something's going on with his arm, and I actually I actually spoke to someone tight inside the Rams organization last week that, that confirmed there is something going on with his arm. Something in his shoulder because yeah, um, when he tries to drive the ball flat, he can't do it. Yeah. If he throws the ball up, you know, it's like that pick in the end zone. First of all, it should have never been thrown. I don't know what he's thinking about that. That's just a dumb throw. Well, that's, that's, yeah, that's, you right. know, and you've seen that just, before. Yeah. He just never got anything on it. Yeah. He just yeah. couldn't drive it in there, you know, and, the other pick, he just really actually got the ball on the receiver a little too soon. Yeah. The receiver came out of it and it shocked him a little bit. Yep. Um, and then and the, the, just the a, even if it's just a fraction off, but you know, he's a, he's expecting uh, you know, one of the other receivers who's he's used to in that too. So his timing was off just a little bit with that. I give him that. But the deep ball was just you can't do that. And then, of course, I, they go down and get a field goal instead of a touchdown. I mean, there's so many, there's so many opportunities for Cincinnati to put this ball, this game away, and they just couldn't do it. They just did. They kind of shot themselves in the, the foot a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mixon ran for 72 yards. Yeah, and I that that didn't surprise me that they tried to do it. I actually didn't think they were going to have that much success. And to your point. Okay, if you're having that much success, find a way to stick with it. On that fourth down play, you know, this is for the game. Uh, he, Mixon wasn't even in the game and, and wasn't involved in the play. I, I didn't, he may have been in the game, but he wasn't involved in the play. I believe it was P. Ryan uh, that he tried to get the ball to out of the backfield. And that, I mean, that ball looked like it was catchable, you know, and it would have had to have been a dive and a catch. But, and, and then the play before that, they ran something with P. Ryan. And he came up short. That's what led to that fourth down. Yeah. Now, why isn't Mixon in the game? He can't catch. Okay, but why isn't he running that ball? 
Well, well, they feel like they needed a heavier, bigger that. guy, one of them deals. Okay, so even on the fourth and one they ran, they they're playing with open edges on fourth and one, and they're yeah. you're going to run the ball. It doesn't make any sense. Gosh, it doesn't make any sense. Earlier in it's the game, it's a light yeah. in the ass defense. You're really on the edges. Yes, they just put two or three tight ends in there and run power for, and run power. They ain't going to run st- power. And Reader, he, Reader hadn't made a tackle all year. He's not going to make a tackle. Hey, no, no, in in uh. That that's earlier in the game. They were. It was, I think it was a. Thir- was it a fourth down? I think it was a man. Maybe it was a third down. And they ran a little flare, a quick uh, outside throw to the yeah. back, and it, and he and he got the first down. It was a beautiful yeah. play. Yeah, I can't right. remember if he faked exactly. anything inside, but bam, it was out of his hands. And uh, you got to come with something like that. Just give him some mm-hmm. motion, some movement, and then come with that. But that's what I'm saying. There was just yeah. a lack of creativity. They just. They're afraid of making mistakes. It looked like I coach with guys all through my career. Like most coaches are like this in a big game like that. Just, just do what we really know good and we'll do it well and we'll be okay. But it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. You got to have a little something extra. And that's the mistake that Sean made in the first Super Bowl that he admits to. And this one, he was creative on both sides of the ball. And that's why he went. Yeah, give your guys the best opportunity to win. You don't come up with the same stuff over and over, and all of a sudden they line up and they got an overload and a shift geared, you know, just for your protection, and you can't hardly do anything with it. Right. Cincinnati was dead set on smashing the Rams' run game now, and and they did it. Oh, they they took it away. There's no question they took it away. Yeah, they ran for a total of the Rams a total of 43 yards. So, and that was number one. I knew they came to play. uh, You know, the reader. DJ Reader there along with Hill. Well, Reader made they were really big plays against the run. Those yeah. ends crashed on the running game, and they just, you know, here's Cooper Cup. You know, he he's they rave about his blocking ability on the edge. <laughs> they just took him and threw him around like a rag doll. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's for TV people that don't really know. <laughs> I, I thought uh, I thought all in all, uh, the the Bengals did a pretty good job of not. They weren't going to give up the deep ball. Not that uh, Stafford, you know, could throw it right now, but they weren't going to give that deep ball up. That was clear. So I think they played a lot of quarters and, and, and stuff like that, some cover three. Uh, so they were going to make Luana Romo, the defense coordinator, he was going to make them bleed down the field. On that final touchdown to Coop, I'm not sure I would have, I maybe would have lined up in what looked like man. And then the last second play, red two, which is a, a full zone coverage with guys, literally five guys, seven guys standing at the goal line and just beyond the goal line. It just seemed too easy for someone to get beat. I don't but know. But once you get outside the three to the five yard line, it's pretty hard to play the red two because there's, you know, you could hot a guy in red two and he'll catch it for three yards. Yeah. You know? Where was the ball? Was the ball on the five? No, no, Ooh. no, no. It was down around the two yard line. It was Remember, down around the two. Penalty. Yeah, they got down. Oh, because of penalty. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, I'm sorry. You, yeah, you can't. Yeah, before that point, I. Well, I'd have played, yeah, yeah, I'd played the red two against him because it takes away the throws to the outside. Gosh, yeah, that was. Uh, uh, and they, they wanted to play so much man down there, and that's where they got the. But they're not a good man team. And, yeah, okay, they get pressure by one guy, and that's uh, Hendrickson. But they were playing but, man a lot mixed in, and every time they played man, it seems like they got blistered. I, I would, yeah, and they're, they're, their corners aren't those type of guys. Apple. No, they're, no, they're no, not. No, they're not those type of guys. Yeah, you know, interesting. Uh, just Cincinnati had everything they want uh, to happen in a game to help it you to, to help you upset someone. 
Odell Beckham, you know, he goes out with the injury after scoring the touchdown. And that was big. I thought that was a game changer. I thought that was going to be the difference in the game. And and maybe it was. It kept it close. Remember, they were already without uh, Tyler Higby. Yeah, so they get down after after that interception on 30 going in. Yeah. And then make a couple of plays and he scrambles inside and they get down to, oh, shoot, I guess a six or eight yard line down there. Yeah. And they just yeah. throw it. They just throw it, throw it, throw it. And yeah. I learned this from, from Norv Turner and Ari Zampezi. You know, you got to, you got to make a run at it down there. You, you got to run the ball at least you once or two. Yeah. You got to, you know, you got to blister him and make him play football. And that's where yeah. you can come back and throw it if you need to. But, yeah, it's all hindsight yeah. is, you know, but I just didn't, they just looked like they didn't, they weren't sure what they wanted to do on offense. That really bothered me. Yeah. And remember Zach Taylor, he's a former uh, McVay disciple there. You know, they were, they were on that Super Bowl team. He was there for a couple of years, quarterback yeah. coach, receiver coach. So you'd think he knew this team better than anyone and knew, you know, what he could do in some situations, but that big game pressure is different. I think it affects Plus, when you different. talk about guys at that age, and, and this sounds like an arrogant statement, I don't mean that, but they just don't know enough football yet. No, that, that's a very accurate statement. They just don't know enough football yet. You know, you get guys like the defensive coordinator. He's been there. He knew how to deal with it. He came up with a good plan. Both court defensive coordinators did. Yeah. Young guys, yeah. I mean, oh, here they're doing this. What do we do? Well, just turn this. No, get change your personality. I mean – Big games, you better have something, some good stuff that puts those guys on edge. You can't just do what you do. That stuff is gone, and that's what they did. Yeah, you've always said that. No, you 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 said that. Hey, I'm kudos to uh, Whitworth, uh, not just Andrew Whitworth, the left tackle for the Rams, not just for winning his uh, NFL Walter Payton Man of the Year award, but you know, here a guy is four years old, the oldest uh, player in the league, the oldest starting left tackle in a Super Bowl, and he's literally playing on one leg. Yeah, and I and he going up against a really fine defensive end in Hendrickson, and I, I thought he did a pretty darn good job. He did, he did. And I tell you, the he did a great job at that uh, award ceremony a few nights before that too. Yeah, I, you know when he got the Man of the Year award, you know yeah. he did a great yeah. job of speech there. And and Dick, uh, congratulations to Dick for meal too for and being, Dick, yeah, yeah that's right. The, the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's uh, that's right. Boy, been a while, but uh, m- much deserved. So yes. much deserved. Uh, it, it, something interesting happened to to uh, Whitworth uh, early in the game. Hendrickson made a nice move on him, got around the outside, and when I looked at the replay, uh, Hendrickson, I think, got a hit on uh, or a sack on Stafford. But when I looked at the replay, the announcer said that the back cam Akers, had knocked uh whitworth off of his angle while trying to block hendrickson and i'm i don't i'm not sure that's what happened but uh, you know I, I hear jack slater talk about that all the time that back you get, be careful chipping okay because sometimes they'll chip the rusher away from where the tackle so, setting so there's a there's a lot of teaching going on when you have backs that are chipping number one yeah. In the protect, you can't just have him chip and not tell the tackle. Yeah, he's got to know. You have to let the tackle know that he's going to get help on this. That's number one in this protection. Yeah. Number two, when he sets, he's going to really protect inside because when you chip, usually the rusher ends up inside. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and when you chip, you tell him the back, 
if you're going to chip, you need to get a huge piece of them. You can't just bump them and go. That doesn't do anything. Yeah. And when you hit him, you got to, you have to, you can't sit and then chip from a pass set. You got to attack him like you're run blocking him and then go because that disrupts his initial rush. And that's what you want. But to sit back like that and then chip in there, you can't do that. Yeah. No, he, like, he, like he waited to see which way he's going to go, then win, and then he, he ended up running into Whitworth. It was ugly. You can't it do that. Ugly. You've got to release outside immediately, and yeah. that way the rusher sees you too. And then when that happens, they kind of shut it down. Yeah. He yeah, ended up happens, inside. But what happens is, well, then the, then the t- Whitworth should be able to set inside if he knows he's getting a chepper. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. There was some confusion there because they both ended up inside, and here comes at the end out on the outside. So well, they may not yeah. know. They may not know how to teach it too. Yeah. Because yeah. when you tell a bag to chip, you got to do it on the run, and you got to do it quickly so the so the tackle can can uh, get set, and it sends the message. If you wait, that's what the defense wants. He wants you to wait on that, and he can he can deal with that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But if you go in and and it's late, and you try to chip him, half the time you knock the tackle off his block. Yeah, that, that's right. You no, want to get right. him chip on his way to exchanging with the tackle. Right as they get engaged, you don't want to do it late. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff to chipping to make it. It can be, it can cause sacks or it can absolutely help. So you just got to know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. Correction here, uh, Mixon, 15 carries, officially 72 yards. Yeah. Uh, so the, uh, rushing for him, that was that was a big day. You know, a guy for the Rams that um, I, I, I felt he might have a challenging day. And he did a little bit and one bad call against him. And that's uh, Jalen Ramsey. You know, people have, have learned how to go after Jalen. I like Jalen in press. I don't like Jalen in man-to-man press. I, I like him in man-to-man press. I don't like him in man-to-man off coverage. All right. So here's the deal I, on yeah. those receivers. Here, here's what they did to him. That's kind of been the mode or the fashion uh, of the day here in the last um, maybe five years in the league on go routes corners there's so much chicken fighting going on with their hands and the arms yeah and uh in this as from a receiver standpoint that should never happen if you've got real speed and and this is what we did and it works and you could see it because they did exactly this to ramsey he went out to get his hands on them and they didn't they ignored him they just kept their arm pump mm-hmm. so if you run mm-hmm. downfield and you do this and you time them <laughs> your speed's way up but they ran yeah. right through it, and they didn't try to engage with them. And young receivers, you got to know that. You know, once you start fighting back with a, a DB on a deep route, you're done. You're yeah. done. You yeah. know, receiver, you've got to keep that arm in and keep the hand pump and focus on the ball. And if he's going to pump you, bump you, fine. You get a flag then. <laughs> but as soon as you start to engage him, then you get, then you just – and that's what they did on both those when you look at it. That receiver just ran. Yeah, he just went outside speed release. Yes. And he went wide. Yes. Right. But now the corner has got to go cut him off. And yeah. if a guy can run, well, now you're in a track meet, and that's not really yeah. what you well, want. And then but, both those guys can run. So, yeah. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, he got away with the face mask pull. I mean, that's going to happen. But, oh, that's, um, that's, that's the way the game I just played. thought Chase would have been a lot more involved in that game than he was. Yeah, they got him in late there. He had a nice play coming down that last drive, and I was surprised. I thought they were going to – again, I thought they were going to use him like the Packers used Devontae Adams, all over the field, motion, shifts, all of that. And they didn't do that. Ronnie, he's the best player that they have. Oh, boy. And for him, yeah. how many catches did he have, five or six or something like that? Or 
He had I mean, five catches for 89 yards. That, no that's sub. A, that's horrendous. I mean, you ought to, he should have 12, 13 catches in a game like that. Yeah. You know, for a couple yeah. hundred yards. I mean, he, throw him a screen, throw Scre- him screens. drags, throw him a drag. He'll run away from whoever's covering you, oh, throw him a drag. Yeah. Get him in yeah. space and let him run. But they just, yeah. like I said, it was just, I was so upset with what they were doing on offense. It just, it just, it yeah. just puts the, yeah. the players in a position with their hands tied behind their back. And that's not right. Yeah. 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 How, uh, how, how bad uh, that sounds bad to say it like that, but their offensive line, you know, they hung in there early with the Rams. And I think the score helped them hang in there early. And the fact that they were running the ball, so they really couldn't get exposed. But then later on in the game, especially toward the end when it counted the most, you know, Aaron Donald got in on them and they, they started to show, show weaknesses and they got to him. And I, that was my question coming in. At the end of the day, will this offensive line be able to handle the Rams up front? So, so what they did with that overshift is, they, they, first of all, they were allowed, they doubled Darnold early, the first half of the game. They doubled mm-hmm. him. At halftime, they went yeah. in and said, okay, they're doubling us and we're going to do this off the edge so that they can't. So they have to turn the protection the other way. Yeah. That's why they went with the overload. So then he got singled up and he started having success. But I do really believe, Ron, that, and I didn't notice this before about Burrow, but probably half those sacks were his eyes came off and he's looking at the protection. And he should have gotten rid of the ball. <clears throat> looking at the rush. Yeah. He's and looking he, at the rush. He, it, especially the last play of the game, he just hung on to the ball too long. It's yeah. the last play. Throw it up. If it's picked, it's picked. But find it and just throw a shot in there. Don't wait for something to happen. It just – that's all on Joe. That's all on Burr. I share it's all on him. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's right. You knew that you knew they were coming. Well, uh, for Cooper Cup, it's uh, a, a dream season becoming even more of a dream season. You know, NFL Offensive Player of the Year honor. And now he wraps it all up with, uh, with uh, in, uh, Super Bowl MVP. I remember when the year they went to the Super Bowl, they didn't have Cup. He got hurt. And that was a lot of people said things may have been a little different, you know, if, no. if he were there. I, no. I don't know if that's no. true or not, but no, he was healthy but, this year. And that, no, that Ronnie, because them. they didn't, they made no attempt. You know, what happened is mm-hmm. they were going to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. The Patriots went to a five down look, shut down the run, and yep. then it was five on five. Their offensive line wasn't very good. So when he tried to get back and throw, they sacked him. He, he yeah. wouldn't have made any difference in that game. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you. I, I, I do. Yeah. But he's made a big difference this year. He's been their guy. And to your point about Jamar Chase not being involved enough, uh, McVay made sure the cup was involved, especially when they needed it the most. No every game, every yep. single game. Yep. But how do you got to How do you have a guy like Chase? Now they threw him a deep ball. Great. But how do you not focus on him and move him around and throw him the ball? If you're going to, especially if you're going to, throw the ball as much as they started to throw the ball. You gotta be, yeah. You got to be targeted most of the time, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. They didn't have the tight end who, who I like, CJ uh, Uzama. I, I like played. him a lot. He, no, I mean, I, they had him, but he wasn't 100%. He, he got some in there. What did he have? I don't even think he had more than two. Yeah, he had two catches for 11. He's kind of been their big guy. He, he was lucky to be out there in the field. But, and T. Uh, Higgins, he's a good player, but they're not Chase. Then it's not chase. They're not no, chase. So not chase. Yeah. When it all when the dust settles and yeah. you got five catches and to a guy like that that can take over a game like Cooper Cup can, 
then yeah. how in the world? I mean, you got to look at yourself in the mirror when you get home. No, that's 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 true. That's true. Yeah, I should have said they, they didn't have Uzama like they they had him in the past when he was yeah. healthy. You know, not that same guy. But man, it's <laughs> hey, you were you were telling me about the, I think you were telling me about how the beginning of the game of a Super Bowl can just drag on forever. And I and I saw it. I always understood that, but always working it from a TV standpoint, we were always busy during that time. Okay, so it, it didn't feel the same. But watching this game, the players are standing on field, and now they got three different songs going, uh, plus the national anthem. Then the Rock did his thing, and then someone what, else is like, "Oh my gosh!" He well, that's the, that was a wrestling thing. Yeah, that was, he was on there wow. for about ten minutes. As soon as he came on, I turned wow. the channel. And that, and that was because I was watching uh, uh, the Olympics or something. No, I was yeah. watching golf is what I was doing. Yeah. Because you know, the tournament hadn't ended that air, in Arizona there. So they're in a playoff. So I turned <clears> back <throat> thinking it'd be over with in the kickoff. And he was <sighs> still talking. Man, that was, uh, yeah, that but it's was. 35, I, it was 35 minutes for us in the uh, second. And it's, wow. guys are standing around. And you got to sit there and go through all that and. Oh yeah. Money. It's just all it's about all, money. It's all about money. Yeah. But if you're a player, you're just standing there. Think about it. Now you've come out of the locker room. Now you've already done warm up, Okay. And you've gone back in. Now you come back out. This is, this is get down time. And now you've got to somehow wait around for another 35 minutes and then go full speed. <laughs> wow. It's if uh, I'm a player and I'm looking at the rock and he, okay, he's going to say a couple of words. Boom. Then you go. <laughs> Yeah, just but it was oh a cameo. God. I mean, it just the damn thing wouldn't end. Oh, gosh. And apparently they, they loved it. And I hope the folks back in Cincinnati loved it. <laughs> I didn't hear it. So, I mean, I, yeah. I turned the channel. Yeah, away, so it was basically a, a Michael Buffer, you know, on steroids kind of thing. You know, Buffer does his da 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 da. Let's get ready to rumble. Yeah. <laughs> well, The Rock did a little more. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I knew they, you would like that. But. It was like, it was as if you thought that whole thing was about him. <laughs> oh man, it was it was funny. Uh, so now, does this mean that every because it's a copycat league? Does this mean that every NFL team now will go out and just try to build a team with stars? You know, a super team. They said in the beginning of the year, as the Rams were doing this, you know, they picked up Odell, then they picked up Vaughn. You know, and then they get, did this and then that. And then it started with Stafford in the offseason. People said, well, star teams don't work. I think, uh, I don't know who said that. Star teams don't work all the time. Blah, blah, well, blah. Stars, whoever said that's never been on one, <laughs> you know, or never been or never coached one. They, heck yeah, they work. <laughs> what did you say? Yeah, yeah, they work. Yeah, they work. You know, you yeah, just. That's proof right the best, there it works. Yeah. yeah, it gives you the best chance to win. Heck mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, I mean, it doesn't always work, but it gives you the best opportunity to win. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think they did, you know, they picked up the safety receiver, a rush guy. I mean, they, and they, they had less about eight guys that they signed here. So that's, I thought that they were way ahead of the curve of everybody else in the league. Yeah. Now, now that, okay, oh yeah, go ahead. I don't know what the cap is. And I don't know. I was getting ready to go there. Go yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Might, that whole thing might blow up now and they may lose a whole, but I don't know it, what their situation is with the cap, with their salaries. And but it doesn't matter if it blows up. It's like the 49ers back in the nineties when they had Steve Young, you know, you know, that Carmen policy in the front office there. And they, they, they leveraged the team's future. They mortgaged the future. 
right to literally buy a super bowl and it and they it worked they did that so who did new england for years and new england well right new england's done it for years but they that one was man that's like at a different level of of going into salary cap purgatory they they did it scientifically somehow man and to carry it that that far but now it's finally caught up with them but mike at the end of the day if that was your goal as as management do you really care what happens from this point on for stan Kroenke? Five billion dollar stadium, three billion dollars over budget. You brought in, you know, every player you could find in the NFL to help you win this thing, including the quarterback. You've got the crown jewel stadium. Does he care at this point? No, no, yeah. I'm not sure he ever cared really. But I think the biggest thing is he wanted to establish that, you know, the venue there and yeah, the team is solid and and get everybody back like the the stars come out, you know all the people there yeah. in LA, but yeah. it's going to be a tough haul for them. Now, it, as long as they're winning big like this and, and having great success, that's great. But it, you know, as well as I do in LA, yeah. you slip a little bit. There's nobody in the stands. You know, we were, we were on live uh, Vince Ferragamo and Jackie Slater uh, locally here in the news. And, you know, we did about three hours of pregame uh, coverage. And I said, listen, this is this is L.A. And it, that means one thing. OK, L.A. is not a sports town. And everyone went, what? Wait, what? What are you talking about? Blah, blah, blah. I got Dodgers. I said, listen to me. It's not a sports town. It's a winner's town. OK, no they question. don't care. They don't care about NFC championship games. They don't care about, you know, made it six games into the World Series, but lost. No, they you have to win here. So to your point, Mike, that's huge that they now. Finally, and this is their first win is a Los Angeles Rams. Okay. The Los Angeles Rams struggled here to get to this game and win this game. They got there once, you know, with the, with the Ferragamo as a quarterback and lost <clears throat> Pittsburgh, but this was big in that regard. Now can they build up the fan base? Cause you know, it's funny, the fan base following still isn't all the way back. I believe Stan Kroenke said that publicly. They've got a, They've got to still earn that back, and this is a big step in that direction. They'll never happen. Not in LA. It Why? Just doesn't, they just people. They got too many things to do. They'll be. A, they'll go occasionally, and then if they're not winning, they'll find something else to do. You know, you got the Dodgers <laughs> are playing, or you know, the Lakers or the Clippers or the Kings or somebody. You just there's always some going on in LA in California, and they're not going to go. It's not like being in. Uh, or Cincinnati or, or Cleveland even, where you got to suffer through some really bad, but they're still in the seat. It's not going to happen. It's a whole different, like you said, it's a whole different environment. Is that why the team <clears throat> moved to Anaheim years ago? They moved to Anaheim thinking that it would increase their popularity with Orange County. It would draw in the Orange County people, you know what I mean, in the stands, because they were playing up in uh, the Coliseum. And they just didn't – they felt like people that could afford to buy the tickets are going to drive that far. And they identified Orange County as a big as a big uh, uh, target for them to get people to go to the game. didn't work. There were cardboard cutouts in, you know, in the stadium. I, I remember that. that. No, we, I, I, we I getting, remember. We were getting 20,000, 25,000 people per game. It was awful. No, I remember that. It just – the culture in, in Orange County and – heck, I, I – Grew up partly down there, so I, yeah. I, I, you know, know what that I mean, whole deal. Yeah, it's, it's very go. They're just, they're just not going to go. Well, they say behind the orange curtain. Yeah, it's just so. Okay, so now, all right. I'll start. I'll start with this story. Okay, so I'm, I'm at the 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 uh, car wash this morning, 
And I'm thinking, okay, man, you know, Rams won the Super Bowl. Boy, you know, if this is Buffalo, if this is Green Bay, if this is, uh, I don't know, um, Kansas City, the whole landscape would be red and white. Haven't gone to bed yet, yeah. Yeah, right. Haven't gone, right. Green and gold, whatever. There's people out there, okay, blah, 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 blah. I see see none of that. But I do see, but I do see a guy with a Raider hat on. Yeah. And no, 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 he knows who just won the Super Bowl. But he wants to let everyone know that uh, I'm not with that part over there. I'm a I'm a Raider fan, and that's been part of the Rams organization. You know, concern is half of the of the of the the, the base is old school Raider fans that that are still mad and still you know follow the Raiders, and then the other half is Ram fans, and part of that is split with a sprinkling of charger fans it's just like you've got all of these mixes in here and then you got people saying i'm neither I, I love the dodgers or i'm lakers oh my gosh you're or, right or it's, i'm an sc guy or i'm ucla uh, or whatever yeah, it is because it's just, the ticket and plus i think the tickets are cost prohibitive for the average joe out there to go see a game with his family just well that's happen. true now mike right but so when they went to anaheim didn't they wasn't there that concern to to get the uh, the Hollywood stars out to the games and all of that, because that's what it feels like they're concerned with now. That's where the big money is, right? Well, that's always, but that's always been the case. Hey, even when we, when I went to um, the Rams when they were in Anaheim, you know, the stars are always showing up. You see them, yeah. Kevin Costner on the sideline, whatnot. They yeah. just they, they do that. But the the fans that are the week to week fans. They're there come rain or shine no matter what, like they are in most of the other cities in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to happen here. It's just You know as well as I do in Southern California, there's too many things to do. How do you split this fan base here? How do you split L.A. between the uh, Chargers and and the Rams and all of those and the Lakers and the Dodgers? Like you say, who, man, someone's got to wear five or six different hats to – pool for la sports i don't they don't do that well, i think obviously there's plenty of people uh yeah, it's just getting them, not- plenty of people with uh, enough money and interest to do it you know yeah it's just yeah. like uh you got a guy who loves sports he's gonna go see the rams in the season and maybe they're not yeah. 500 or they're like 500 or he's gonna go kite surfing what's he or he's gonna go <laughs> play golf what's he gonna do you know he's you yeah. know he's gonna go play golf it's cheaper Hey, no, if I had my choice, you know, I might drive down to San Diego and play golf with Mike Martz. Hey, yeah, there you go. Yeah, oh, that's what I do. Yeah. Well, we'll that'll be interesting to see what happens there because they are still concerned about that. And, and you made a great point. Now that bar is high, and that's the worst cynic you, you can have in LA is real high expectations. Yeah. Because teams have, have tried to fight through that before. And, and the Dodgers got over that hump before a while. You know, remember, they couldn't get out of, the, the World Series game with a victory, and they finally got it, but people were just starting to bash them around. I was surprised, Mike. They were yeah. like, ah, I'm off the heck with the Dodgers. Screw the Dodgers. Screw the Dodgers. That's a good team. So, they, so I, I do think this, Ron. I do think this. I think like what's happened with the Chargers, Herbert is a personality in kind of a – he puts people in the stands because kind of who he is, young guy, real personable, just kind of – Personality without yeah. really being a personality. Yeah, he's, he's not an ostentatious like guy. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting, right? And the blue collar guys—they like watching him because he's yeah, one of yeah. I don't yeah. know if the Rams will ever have that. 
Yeah. Because they don't have like the greatest show on earth for people show up to see that. They don't have that. They have, or like, uh, you know, like Herbert has going on down there, you know, there's just, there's not, or like even, um, uh, the, uh, um, that, you know, like the Packers have, you know, with the quarterback history there and the all the quarterbacks that they've had. Yeah, there. And the legend, yeah, the, the history, the, the legacy. They don't have there. That. They don't have, no, that's they don't interesting. Have that. They don't have a great yeah. back. They have a pretty good quarterback. Yeah. They have a great defense. They have a great receiver. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very much like LA, isn't it? They have yeah. individuals and they have people. It just gets, <laughs> yeah, they just, it just blends. Yeah. It just blends in. You know? Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Boy, it'll, well, but um, if you're at Green Bay, what are you going to do during the fall? In deer season, you're going to put your orange on, and then you're going to show deer up. Deer hunt, the, right? That's you're, right. But you're still going to show up Sunday at the game. Oh no, no, that's right. You're showing and when up. It's rain two or degrees in December. The only thing you you can do there is go to the football game. Really, you know, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, Mike, my, my idea uh, is you look at the Browns. They'd show up at the stadium no matter what. My hats off to those guys. They're unbelievable. Yeah, right. No, that's right. Those, yeah, teams will do that. No, it's no. just a different. You know, it's just different in Southern California, as you know, yeah. Ron. It's just – I don't know if that's ever going to happen for any professional team here. Now, the Lakers have established that, but, you know, a lot of championships too. Yeah, it's like they don't just want one championship. They want a dynasty. Yeah. Yeah, Until, unless you give us a dynasty. Like the Dodgers have done that. And, and, and uh, Dave Roberts made some great strides the last couple years here. He got that dynasty um, – run going again, I, I think. And so that's been big. Just imagine if Belichick and that whole thing was here in LA all those years winning all those Super oh, yeah. Bowls. Well they they'd be the Lakers on a football yeah. field. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what they're trying to achieve here. But we'll see now. It's one game is one Super Bowl is 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 I don't yeah, that's that's one Super Bowl. And these fans want more. Well they make their money yeah. whether they put them in the seats or not. Yeah. So it, he, they'll just, you know yeah, well, they tried not to win for so long, and then when they got him to L.A., and once the stadium was built, then it was really important for yeah. him to win. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, Sean McVay, we'll, and we'll close on this one. Sean McVay came out this week and gave hints of possibly retiring for a TV deal if he wins the Super Bowl and blah, 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 blah. W what is all of that? It's probably his contract is up. Um, I don't know what his contract situation is. I don't know if he had a four or five year deal. Yeah. Uh, sometimes that's just blustering to, you know, because, you know, basically Stan's never paid a guy, you know, he's never done that. So. Oh, really? Yeah. He's never, he never paid the head coaches, hmm. you know, like the rest of the league. So, and I don't know what he makes. Maybe he makes a lot. I don't know. Um, but I think just watching him, I think he's a brilliant young man. I think he's very intelligent. I think he's just one of those high energy guys that just goes. And I think he get. I think this achievement is just one thing in his life, and it's time to move into something else. I can understand that. I can see yeah. That. Well, that's the new leverage play now for for coaches. If you win one, do what Bruce Arians did. A couple other guys did. You, you jump out, get into some TV. A Gruden. Now, now all of a sudden, you know your value passively rises. But here's the, the other sideline. Yeah. He he has stop and go. He's got two buttons, stop and go. Yeah. He goes so hard for so long. And, you know, because I've been there now. And when you're calling the offense, you're the offensive coordinator and you're the head coach. That's and it's lot. really hard. 
And it, after a while, and especially if you're a fanatic about details and all that, um, yeah. it just, I think he probably just wore out a little bit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Even at his age, it happens. Yeah. Now, when you were in St. Louis, Kroenke was, was with the organization. He was a part owner. Yeah. I don't think he was owner. a full, yeah, he was a minority owner. He wasn't the full owner. Right. He, right. Yeah, okay. Right. But he's owner. And he was, he's always yeah. good to me. You know, yeah. I have no complaints about Stan. He's, yeah. He was good. Yeah. Well, but I, is, I was never with him when he was the the majority, the majority owner. Yeah. Majority owner. Yeah. I always yeah, dealt like with he, her. Yeah. With Georgia. With the, yeah. Georgia Frontier. Yeah. Well, this is going to be interesting. They, they, they finally got what they wanted. I think a lot of people in the organization worked hard for this and projected this and congratulations to them. Because as you know, Mike, <laughs> getting to that big dance and winning it is a whole nother deal. And it's a hard deal. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great, great. We're coming back next week. Well, there's um, there's a lot of things to talk about uh, right now about all those big-name quarterbacks and what may be happening, who's going where, and yeah. you know, what's going to happen because this is probably going to be one of the more interesting off-seasons for some of these established players that I've seen in the league for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and to McVay's uh, – we're talking about McVay there. Uh, our producer, Roy Hamilton, just sent me a note. Eight eight point five million dollars per season, you know, up until twenty three. Wow, that's, yeah, that's uh, yeah. a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, that's what the stress. That's what the money, stress yeah. is for, and that's what yeah. the money's for for all that stress and uh, yeah. stuff you're talking about. Yeah. Well, he's made he's made his dimes now. He doesn't oh, yeah. he can kind of do what he wants. He's set for life. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's uh, that's the way it goes. All right, Mike, we will uh, we'll officially wrap up the season next week. An 18-week season plus playoffs and Super Bowl. Whew. Man, yeah. these uh, the players right about now, uh, they're looking to, to rest up, especially guys like Odell Beckham. That was sad to see him go out. That was a, a torn ligament, torn ACL, and you could tell right when he stepped down, that thing went. He's just so, never had a season where he's healthy, it seems. Yeah, know. yeah. Well, to his credit, uh, it wasn't in vain. He got what he was looking for. So no question. He can, yeah. he can rehab with a clear mind. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Mike. See you next week. Thanks, Ronnie. I'm Ron Pitts with the coach, Mike Marks, and we hope you enjoyed this episode. Like what you're hearing on Run It Again? Well, let us know by leaving us a review on Apple. And be sure and join us next Tuesday for the season finale as we discuss who's going where in NFL free agency. Don't forget to visit us at runitagainpodcast.com and be sure and hit that subscribe button. Remember, we're just two old pros trying to make you think a little. So long, everybody. Run It Again with Ron Pitts and Coach Mike Martz is a Benstown and McVeigh Media Podcast production. Executive produced by Roy Hamilton, producer Ed Maloney, and technical engineer is Kevin Horton. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter by searching at Run It Again Podcast.